0: Boxed, ready for Saturday morning's greyhound racing wrap across Victoria. RSN nine two seven is talking greyhounds.
1: Yeah, we sure are. That's what we do on a Saturday morning. We talk greyhounds. Trent Mason Elder with you, joined by Simone Fisher. Simone, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning, Trent. Yes, very well, thank you. Um... It's been another big week in racing, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it sure has. What have we got coming up on today's show?
2: Well, for the second week in a row, Trent, we have a special studio guest, and that's GRV CEO Alan Clayton, and we'll be chatting about the new muzzles off law that comes into play on January the 1st, amongst other welfare issues, and also a bit about GAP.
1: What's making news around the kennels? Woo! right, time to look back on the week that was, and what about this performance? It's old news now, but Aston Kimetto's Ballarat Cup win was just out of this world.
2: Oh, it sure was, just unbelievable. I really didn't think he was going to get there when he was chasing down Dinah Hunter in the straight, but uh, he just showed what a heart he's got. He's never, ever found the lead in 19 starts, Trent, um, and that's just his style of racing, but his time as well from where he came from, 24.94. Gee, it was a, an outstanding run.
1: Yeah, it sure was. We had heats of the Hobart Thousand on Thursday night. Now the box draw won't take place for a, a little while yet, but um, and awesome Alan went under as a red hot favourite, but the two Tassie dogs that I'm uh, enamoured with, Pico Can and Stopline, are making their way through to the final.
2: Good for ta- the Tasmanians this year, isn't it? Usually it's dominated by Victorians, but good to see some local talent do very well. And um, of course, oh that box draw is tonight, Trent. Saturday, okay. Uh, yeah, tonight. So um. I'm looking forward to that as well. And a busy weekend or tomorrow, um, the National Draft gets underway at 10am on Sky 2. You can watch that and um, see how that all unfolds. We spoke to Greg Miller last week about the concept and it's a great way for new people to become involved in the sport uh, via owning a greyhound with syndication. Uh, the semifinals of the Laurels will also take place tomorrow at Sandown. The final will be Thursday night, as will the Gippsland Carnival uh, start tomorrow too, Trent. A very busy weekend of racing. We have three heats of the Sale Cup to be run over the 650 metres. So first and second place getters get through to the final plus the two fastest thirds. That group one final will be held on Boxing Day. And uh, although there's only three heats, I think there's quite a lot of depth in the fields this year uh, with dogs such as Neo, Cleo, Barkali and Wally on John.
1: Turelgan uh, Ch- unfortunately having to transfer some more meetings?
2: Yes, they've been having awful trouble with the track there and the drainage, so I think it's just watch this space, keep, in, keep up to date on the GRV website and hopefully things are right for their cup which will be run early next year.
1: Yeah, and I think we may have mentioned it last week But uh, maybe give it another push Really looking forward to always a great series The Silver Chief
2: It sure is a great series for the young male greyhounds It kicks off at the Meadows um, Probably in about a, a week or so now It's the Fae Greyhounds And uh, the Meadows have uh, Fae Greyhounds are sponsoring it And the Meadows have already planned A huge pirate themed night For the kids and their families Trent
0: RSN 927s Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
2: And joining us in the studio this morning, our very special guest is GRV CEO Alan Clayton. Good morning, Alan.
0: Hi Simone, how are you?
2: Good, Great to have you in the studio. It's been far too long since you were last in here, but um, some important things that I think we do need to cover and let's start talking about uh, this muzzles off that comes in to play on January the 1st this year. Can you tell us why this has come about and who's made this decision?
0: Yeah, um, there was a parliamentary inquiry, I think, in uh, to restricted breeds in about 2013, and it actually wasn't supposed to be about greyhounds at all. But there were many recommendations and uh, submissions from people worried about the muzzle being on the greyhound and, and the fact that it was the only dog that was required to wear a muzzle uh, other than the green-collar-type greyhounds. And um, the matter was then referred to... Um, the Minister for Agriculture and at that stage I started uh, in 2015 and GRV had opposed the removal of the muzzle. We changed our position. Um, Gordon Lewis, uh, Judge Gordon Lewis uh, was a very strong advocate for the removal of the muzzle, as were an organisation called Greyhound Equality, who were just formed just on the muzzle. Uh, They spoke with us together with the RSPCA. Uh, We listened to them. We thought about it a fair bit. The board took a consideration on it and we changed our view. We wrote to the government and then a decision was taken uh, to remove the muzzle, which is with effect from the 1st of January 2019.
2: It seems very positive for the image of our greyhounds um, because we know that the muzzles aren't there because they are vicious. But there are some concerns, I guess, and I'm sure you've got them as well. And um, I I think from a trainer's perspective and an owner's, um, given that there's been lately so many greyhounds getting off the lead or being let off lead out in the public Mm. domain, um, there's been attacks on on greyhounds by other dogs Mm. and uh, vice versa. And when, as trainers, we've got so many recommendations and, as you know, the Code of Conduct, um, but it just seems once they get down to the public space that there doesn't seem to be that regulation. Um, How does that sit with GRV?
0: Look, um, I hope uh, Dr Liz Walker doesn't mind me saying this, um, but in the first meeting I had with her, I'd never met her before uh, when I'd just started. She walked into my office and said, I think in her very first sentence, said, um, let me tell you about the 10 dogs I worry about, Alan. And she got to the end of a list of 10 of many dogs that have, I've been familiar with, including healers who, are, who have bitten me four times, uh, <laughs> were in her list. Um, and I won't name the other nine dogs, but none of, And she got to the end of the list and she said to me, what do you th- think about that list? And I, I actually had no idea what she was talking about. And she actually said, there's no greyhound. Mm. And um, she then went through another 10 dogs and we got to the end of 20 dogs and she said...
2: Still no greyhounds. Still no.
0: She said greyhounds are actually really docile, friendly, love people type dogs. Now there are issues, but I agree with the point that we should be muzzling dogs because the dog has an issue. We shouldn't discriminate against a breed and, and that's the problem with what's been happening in the past. We're discriminating against a breed in circumstances where um, we are really hell-bent on uh, the public loving our dogs and taking our dogs after racing. And the idea that all these dogs are wearing muzzles in public frightens people and they think there's something sinister about the dog when there's just not. And so, whilst the dog can have a motivation to chase or a prey drive, or whatever you want to call it, uh, where they're attracted to things that move, part of our job is is to actually help those dogs prepare themselves for post-racing environments. And um, in fact, many many of the greyhounds are absolutely just in their element in a domestic environment, mm. and. I, I think i've been really surprised at at how absolutely suited they are to very, very small environments, so we 've got a block of flats next to work at jet Greyhound Racing Victoria. There are five greyhounds in the block of flats where they 're left out all day in the flat, and they're really I know all the dogs because I live there near them myself mm-hmm. and uh, know all the owners and they're great dogs and they're, they're really they're really uh, relaxing in a, a very very domesticated environment. So, so the, the pressure then comes back to, or well, the, the issue then comes back to just preparing the dog for, for uh, rehoming. Um, I think some trainers, and, and there are many in this camp, who take a view that the dog should be exposed to what I would call domesticated environments during their rearing. Uh, and for those dogs, um, the, the, the attainment of a green collar can be a relatively straightforward and quick thing. Mm. because they've seen little dogs, they've been exposed to things other than just greyhounds. Um, there are other trainers who have taken a view that to prepare them for racing, they like to just have them around grey and concentrate on just mixing with other greyhounds. And so mm. they're not as domesticated. For those dogs, we, we've actually spent a fair bit of time with the trainers providing advice, information, training sessions about... Preparing winding your dog down for for um, uh, you know Domestic rehoming life. yeah
2: so how Alan, do we protect the integrity of the breed then um, come January the first when we do have these muzzles off? Um, Are you concerned at all that there may be some trainers, and I I certainly don't want to be putting them in the majority basket at all. There's Mm. always going to be a few that will probably, or owners that will probably try and find a loophole. Are you concerned that there may be some that are just getting rehomed through places like greyhound gum trees and um, just through word of mouth that aren't being dissected and aren't going through those avenues? Uh, Look, I
0: I think a lot of that is myth. Um, Right. Um, we currently have a financial relationship with four rehoming groups. Right. And uh, they are fairly significant rehoming groups, uh, together with the RSPCA, who also rehome a significant number of greyhounds. And more recently, I met with Gumtree Grays in the last couple of weeks uh, over uh, the Macau dogs. But. Um, Uh, In that discussion, we had a full and frank discussion about the importance of desexing our greyhounds before they enter um, into a domestic environment. And look, they're as committed to the desexing as we are.
2: That's great to hear. Great to hear. They
0: are. And look, I'm really pleased with the the discussions that we had with uh, Gumtree Grey. I hope they're not thinking I'm verbelling them now, but you know, they were really committed to a very responsible ownership arrangement. And I, I'm I think most people or certainly the rehoming groups that I've met, uh, understand that we've got a lot of greyhounds and we don't actually need people in the community breeding more.
2: No, absolutely. And from a racing perspective, that's how I look at protecting the integrity of the breed. They are primarily a working dog. Yeah. They're a dog that is designed for a purpose and that's to run. And if we start crossbreeding them, A, we don't need more greyhounds or more dogs in the community. There's enough at rehoming shelters as there is, but... As a staunch greyhound supporter, the breed is so pure and we have that integrity. They're designed and doing what they're designed to do and um, it would be such a shame if that gets compromised.
0: Yeah, look, the CODA practice, which comes into effect on the 1st of January 2020, actually requires that greyhounds that are being rehomed will be desexed. Uh, so what we're dealing with is really the period between now and the first of January nineteen and the first of January twenty, uh, like you and I know you, you know you're you've been deeply entwined in the racing, in the greyhound racing industry, and you know it up and down. Um, one of the things I've learned over the three and a half years I've been here is how dedicated um, people are to the dog, and, and people in the industry are dedicated to the dog and dedicated to doing the right thing. And mm. and I I've found our industry to be filled with largely compliant people who want to do the right thing. Um, So I I actually don't um, have too much of a concern about it. I think it it is important, and I hope the industry uh, does think about things like this, that to enable racing to um, prosper, um, part of that is about also making sure that we've got a home for the dog after the racing. You can't separate Um, a racing career without consideration given to a rehoming arrangement Mm -hmm. for the future the positive future of greyhound racing so so the owners we expect the owners to take a responsibility to prepare their dogs remember that we also will take any dog adopted back so if you get a green collar dog it's a no-risk environment. If it doesn't work out for whatever, we never ask you what happened or you know why you're giving us the dog back. We just say thanks very much. We're really happy and we'll rehome the dog again. Uh, so there there are some returns with our dogs where the match the chemistry between the individual and the beautiful dog haven't actually worked. We, we're really positive about that. It doesn't happen much. And look, I I've got a dog that uh, when I her. She was muzzled. Uh, she she actually failed the GAP test and she's now got a green collar, but I, I'm really careful with her. I'm a responsible owner and I watch her because she, she does get pretty excited when things move around really quickly. <laughs> as they all do. As they do. And I, I'm just wary of just making sure that, you know, I'm managing her as I should do.
2: And for her welfare.
0: RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
2: And we're back on Talking Greyhounds with GRV CEO Alan Clayton, uh, talking all things muzzles off and greyhound welfare. And Alan, it's been great having you so far. But um, good news, the rehoming numbers for greyhounds continues to rise annually, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, look, I I mean, I think the beautiful thing for our job, particularly with GAP, which is a really strong recognized brand green color brand uh, recognized in the community is that the, the dogs actually sell themselves mm. I mean I I am mixing with people all the time because there's so many dogs on the street uh, I, I'm mixing with people all the time with dogs and they all tell me that where were they with greyhounds they wish they had a Adopted a greyhound years ago, that they've become a special love in their life, and um, that they really, really find the dog a, a, a somewhat quirky in their household, but a real um, loving companion of a dog. And uh, so, with with um, with our numbers that we're adopting, we've had a very large increase in GAP, and GAP is our gold plated. Um, Thing I, I look, I want to say that the rehoming groups also do a great job, and they sometimes they rehome green collar dogs, and sometimes they don't. Uh, the dogs are all beautiful, but there's something that's an assurance for the public when you get a green collar dog, you know that it's been tested, that you know that its behaviour in the community is going to be good, and you know that if it doesn't work out, we're there to take the dog back off you, and that we we are just there for the dog.
2: Alan, with the numbers continuing to rise, are there any concerns that sometimes greyhounds are becoming the flavour of the month and that this term rescue that gets thrown around, um, if anyone dared say that they rescued one of my greyhounds that had been put through GAP, well, I would hunt them down because my dogs don't need rescuing as such, although I understand there are genuine cases. But do you sometimes think, oh, we've got so many people so interested and they get them and then they realise oh, they're not really the dog for me. Is that a a worry at all?
0: Uh, No. Look, firstly, I think it's really important to reflect on where we've come from. Um, The breeding these days for greyhounds is, uh, for greyhound racing, is much, much less than it was.
2: And we're seeing that with racing fields. At
0: at the moment, Mm. we actually are struggling with having enough dogs bred for racing. We are, yes. It's just, just hitting us at the moment. But... The number of dogs has dramatically fallen in terms of the breeding. Uh, what we've tried to, in the context of the breeding and the rehoming numbers going up, though, what we've basically said is dogs bred for racing should have um, an expectation that they'll be rehomed. And so in that context, the, there's a an increase, a dramatic increase in the number of dogs being rehomed to reflect our commitment to re- rehoming racing dogs. Uh, so that's a positive thing. I, I expect over time the breeding will continue to drop. Um, there there are issues for us in the way the racing program works and how many dogs whelped actually get to the track. And uh, we, we will turn to that problem next year as a major mm. focus for GRV.
2: And sometimes it just, I'm sorry to butt in, but sometimes it just comes down to genetics, doesn't it? You can have yeah. pups, the best of breeding, the best of rearing, care, everything and if they're not fast enough they're not fast enough and sometimes you can't do anything about that except not rebreed that line
0: it's somewhat true but look we've done a lot of research into the 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 breeders that we have in victoria and look you'd be surprised but in the top 100 breeders they get eight nine ten out of Mm. ten dogs to the track track, they just do and they repeatedly do um, they might have a bad year out of ten years, one year where they don't, their litter doesn't track as high as that. But I constantly, when I speak to the trainers that are training the great dogs and good dogs and are really professional trainers, they just keep saying to me, "I got no, I, all this litter's going to race, mm-hmm. all that litter's going to race." So, I, I, look, I think I'm not concerned that with the issue you raised about flavour of the month because I I do think the dog sells itself, and I do think that. The dog is actually very competitive with any other breed. I know we focus on, you know, what's the, is the greyhound going to do the wrong thing or not? But this, look, my, my dog personally has been attacked four times by Jack Russell's. That's
2: terrible, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, off
0: the lead, yeah, Jack Russell's. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and look, I, I actually worry more about some of the other breeds than I ever do about greyhounds. If,
2: if, and that, that, with intimate knowledge, we do. We, that we want yeah. to protect our breed. We,
0: we, and we need to protect the breed because it needs to be gold-plated because we, we're we not rehoming a dog. We're rehoming 2,700 dogs. Mm. And so that means that we need to protect the brand. And we're, we're, we're actually into brand management of the dog we 're actually trying to make sure that the dog is good out there is the right dog we try to we do try to match the owner with the dog we we actually people don't realize that we, you know when we have our volunteers who work with us on the adoption days they're actually assessing you and me and someone else and they're trying to pick which is the right person for that dog mm. um so, you know, those sorts of things are, are really... And, and we had, I, I just want to say one fantastic yeah, little it. story. We, and you were there at Ballarat. Oh, yes, I We, do. we had uh, a person, we had a dog that we couldn't rehome and went through five adoption days. His name was Jimbo and uh, he was a really stressed dog and he got really anxious in the adoption days and we had a a person who was a racing person in fact with no pet greyhounds uh, hear the Jimbo story where he'd been with us for a long period of time and he couldn't be adopted because he was so stressed and people sort of were put off by that. She came and uh, actually went up to Seymour and I only wanted one dog in the whole place, and it was Jimbo. W- walked out with Jimbo, I saw her about six months after she had Jimbo and the dog was a different dog, no stress, just walking around casually in one of our community days as though he owned the place and, uh, and when I saw her last Saturday night at Ballarat um, she showed me all these wonderful photos of Jimbo relaxing at home looking like just some normal dog. So, you know, the right owner with the dog, fantastic.
2: So I guess that's what GRV are doing, essentially, isn't it? Trying to get as many of these greyhounds out into the community from the racing environment and trying always to lower the number of greyhounds that are unfortunately euthanized. But that number's dropping significantly, isn't oh, it? Look
0: I, look, I think we're in a completely different era. We are. We're not. For those people that want to run this line that... Um, uh, dogs are, are not surviving the greyhound racing industry, I just say to you, if you don't want to believe me go out into the public, walk around and see how many greyhounds are in the street. Mm. And clearly there's something that's disconnecting between these people that are saying that there's an adverse outcome for the dogs to what's really happening, which is the dogs are getting rehomed. Mm. So um, our our industry has really got behind um, our desire to rehome dogs raced and, and I I couldn't be happier with the performance of the of our participants in Embracing the Dog. Now, yep. we do have a different regulatory environment where 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 there's a stick as well as a carrot, but generally speaking, um people just love the dog.
2: And it, look, it's been wonderful because I know I've been in this so a long time. It's actually have a place for greyhounds to go. Um Afterwards, it's it's wonderful, Alan. We are going to have to leave it there. Um, and finally, GAP won't disappear. This will only strengthen GAP with the muzzles off, won't it? In the it, green collars, it, it
0: will. GAP will go strength to strength. And I should give you a breaking news that we'll have a three day adoption day at Seymour um, in on the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of January. Wow, it'll be a big one, like it was last year. We 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 had um, just so when you think about GAP, I said. You know, Seymour seems a long way away to our GAP staff, you know, for an adoption day because usually we have them in the city. We had 200 people queued before it opened <laughs> for 94 dogs. It's the
2: Boxing Day sale a few it, weeks later. <laughs> it, it worried the
0: hell out of me and we had three, that was Friday and we had 300 coming up on the Saturday. So there's a huge demand for the dog. And,
2: and like they say, every day is Adoption Day at the Seymour Kennels. Alan. it's been wonderful having you in here and um, really appreciate your time on some very important matters. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Simone. really been a pleasure to come here.
2: It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week
1: who is your run of the week Simone?
2: I know it was a week ago trans but Aston Cometo that Ballarat Cup win in 2494 when he came off the pace or was last out it was an enormous run and I think he thoroughly deserves it. Yeah,
1: I reckon one of the wins of the year for mine. Uh, last week's dog to follow was It was
2: Dolly Mac, uh, she's engaged tonight at the Meadows race for number 7, so watch out for her. She's had five starts for five wins, so I'm hoping to make it 6 from 6.
1: And your dog to follow?
2: A dog called It's a Frenzy. around ran $29.99 at only its second start at Cranbourne. Uh, ran a 5.32 early for Angela Jackson. So it's engaged in the maiden final this Wednesday from Box 2. And ironically, Angela's mum, Jackie Greeno, has Isn't She Sassy in the same race. Uh, she won her heat or semi-final in 30 and 13. So two very, very fast times there for some youngsters.
1: What's your best bet across the weekend?
2: Race five, number two, Bacali, in a heat of the Sale Cup. Uh, This Greyhound comes off its Bold Trees final win on that wet night, Melbourne Cup night, having its first start at the Sale track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Flying is Bacali for Rob Britton. What's coming up, Simone?
2: Laurel semi-finals tomorrow, the National Draft also, the Hobart Thousand final on Thursday. Sale Cup will be Boxing Day, and the Silver Chief heats are not far away either.
1: Good on you, Simone. Thanks for coming in, as always. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
2: You too, Trent.